All right. So I just got to say, doing this Beyond the Mind series has been so fun. Not only do I get to share a little piece of some people who I have gotten to know and truly enjoy, and also sharing just some different modalities and self-awareness tools that I've also personally used to go beyond the mind chatter. This is key to unlocking your full potential. And as you're listening to these different interviews and about these different tools and things is that it's great to know that there is no one size fits all. I don't want you to go deep diving and try every single tool. But what I'm hoping is as you listen to these interviews, you take something that might resonate with you. And you might even find that with one of them, you want to do a deeper dive, you want to learn more. And that is my hope. Today, I'm really excited. We are diving in with my guest, Beth Johnson. Beth and I connected on Instagram because I was following at the time when I first started my business, I was really going in that occupational therapy lens. And I realized that Beth was a fellow occupational therapist. Beth does do pediatric OT a few days a week in the schools, but she's on the podcast today to talk about the Enneagram. Beth is a certified advanced Enneagram teacher. She's also a mama of two, busy and amazing kiddos, and a wife to Jay, living and growing together in Cincinnati. I'm super excited to share more and talk all things Enneagram with Beth. Let's hop on in. Hey! Taking a quick break here to tell you about something exciting that I am releasing here and now at the end of October 2023, if you're listening. I want to share that the doors are now open for the Mind Body Mastery Membership with me, your embodiment coach, Maria Service. I am super excited. I have been wanting to share more, more about going beyond the mind, connecting back with your whole body self, and how to do that using mind-body practices. I have found that to be key in my own journey of turning upside down my anxious worry brain, my go, 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 can't shut my mind off attitude and pace that I was living for many years. I learned how to hop off the hustle wheel as a type A perfectionist, and I am here to say you can do it too. I have also found that I can now chase and live out my wildest dreams, but not feeling so drained all the time. If you are excited to learn more, the doors are open through October 31st. So make sure you get in at founding member price. Head to mariaservice.com slash membership or see the show notes. So excited. Hope to see you in the membership. Hey, hey, welcome to the Unleash Your Potential podcast. I'm your host, Maria Service. So glad you're here. Let's dive in. All right, so I'm so excited. I have a guest here today, Beth Johnson, and she is going to share a little bit more about the Enneagram, which is one of my favorite um, kind of like self-awareness tools. So Beth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. 
I'm hoping, I was wondering, especially, I will say that Beth and I met through Instagram, which is why yep. I do love, love hate sometimes, right? Like the uh-huh. virtual world that you get sucked into. And um, I, part of me was just that Beth and I both were previous occupational therapists. And yes. so we have that in common, but Beth, will you share um, currently what you're doing and a little bit more about just you? Okay, cool. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I still am an occupational therapist. Two days a week, I head into the schools. And uh, so as Maria said, we both background in occupational therapy, but I was at a school for kids with autism for about 10 years and through Children's Hospital here. Um, Things got crazy. Left during the pandemic uh, because my husband and I, neither one had flexible work schedules. So uh, as you know, occupational therapy is a cool field to be able to do lots of different things in. And I also think we have a really unique background in being able to help people learn and grow. So whether yeah. we're in a hospital or a classroom, you know, you're doing this too. We're still doing uh, OT. Yes. <laughs> we're still, I, I feel like uh, I even mentioned in my Instagram stories this morning, you know, when I first started doing the Enneagram too, someone said, you know, those two things aren't similar enough to kind of market them together. And I'm like, really, I'm teaching little humans and big humans, like really similar things. It's just a very different approach. So uh, uh, I was probably at Children's for seven or eight years and someone mentioned the Enneagram in passing at a staff meeting. It wasn't even someone leading the staff meeting. And so I was super intrigued because my background is in psychology. I love personality tools. I love I lead with Enneagram one, which we can talk more about, but (laughs) ones, ones have a tendency to just always want to be bettering and learning and growing. And so when I learned there, there was this other tool, I started studying it. And honestly, it really, I think you were in leadership too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it really helped me understand, okay, I'm sitting at the table with these other leaders, sometimes of different disciplines, and we wouldn't always see a problem the same way. But once I knew the Enneagram, I would say, oh, we're just all tackling the problem through a different lens. It's not that one person is right and one person is wrong. And that was really helpful for me. Um, Also, I didn't mention I'm a mom. So I have, they were, my kids were two and four when the pandemic started. They're now six and eight. Um, So I really think it's helped me with parenting too, because, you know, you don't, you don't type your kids and we'll talk more about the actual Enneagram, but it's been really helpful to say, I have, one kid who tends to withdraw and one kid who like assertively moves about in the world. And the Enneagram has helped me to approach them differently and say, again, there's not a right or wrong way. Their lens on the world is just so, so different. So that's been cool too. Yeah. I love it. And so do you call, so would you say your second title? I mean, yes, still occupational therapist, especially working at the school a couple of days. And then do you call yourself an Enneagram coach? Is that I, or Enneagram my, educator. My, I know there's different terms. I know my certificate, you know, and of course I'm a one. So I'm like, well, my certificate says <laughs> I'm a certified advanced Enneagram teacher oh. of the Enneagram spectrum method. And so that's gotcha. where I got my training. It's out of Chicago. Um, cool. It was super cool because I'd been wanting to become certified. And of course I had these two little buddies at home yeah. and COVID hit and all the training programs went virtual, which was such a, you know, if we're looking for silver lining, like I was able to be home with my kids. I did homeschool them that year and I, um, well, they were preschoolers, but I went ahead and got my certification. So it was 
you know, class twice a week and slowly did it over the course of several months and then got to start incorporating that too. So that's amazing. I was going to say, okay, yeah. So knowing that, yeah, like you're not just, I'm going to say like, because Instagram is, and anybody can go on Instagram, right. And anybody can say like, Oh, I'm an Enneagram coach because I've done the test and you know, you can take the free test and we can like dive into it together. But like, again, you went to do a certificate to really be yep. able to do a deeper dive. So uh, we are going to just go right into there. Cause what I will say is, you know, I'll share my story with Enneagram is just that heard about it in a friend circle. They were like, Hey, you should take this test. And I just have taken like a free one online where you kind of right. get an idea. And then there's the, gosh, I'm going to blank on the book, but it's called the road back to you. Road back to you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> whatever Ashton I can't remember the authors very well done book and I just really liked how like it gave more information about each type reading more going in depth and so it's like I was like oh this is a great tool to learn more about me also there's only nine types that's I can remember that you know so I remember my husband take the test learned about himself but I by no means would call myself an Enneagram coach so right (laughs) from you and from the you know just like the program that you've taken on it would you one, just tell us a little bit more about what is the Enneagram for listeners who have never, <laughs> never heard right. of it or done it. Um, and then, yeah, just like share how you use that tool then as part right. of your- Yeah, I love that you went past it just being a test because I do think so often people find out about it because they're in their mom's group or they're talking to a friend and their friends like, do you, have you taken the Enneagram test? And I, you know, when I was contemplating what I was going to say about, it's so much more than a test, as you know, because your next step was I went and read a book. And so uh, the road back to you is a first book that a lot of people read there. There are tons, there are tons out there, but I always caution because so many other personality typing Uh tools, you know, it's, you're either an extrovert or an introvert. You know, I've talked about this before and I can say like, I'm kind of introverted, kind of extroverted. And you kind of know what I mean by that, but the Enneagram, you find out your type and it's not just this, like, you know, I think Ian Cron, who's one of the authors of road back to you, he says it's Suzanne Stabile and Ian Cron. Yeah. So they, they say it's not meant to put you in a box. Yes. It's not prescriptive. It's, It's not prescriptive. It's to tell you the box you're in that so that you can get out. And so I use a very story based approach. Uh, I think it's really important to figure out. So there are nine types, which of these nine stories or the, the class that I took, uh, the course I took, he talks about nine lenses. And that's actually the title of, uh, one of Dr. Jerry's books is nine lenses on the world. And so I like that. I like to think of it as like, if you had a pair of glasses and I had a pair of glasses, even if we were the same type, our prescription might be a little different, but if we're different types, our prescription is probably going to be really different. And so again, I like, I like the analogy of the lens because if you and I are trying to solve that same problem and I'm like, I can't believe she's looking at it this way. Like that is our tendency is to judge, right? Yes. Instead of get curious. And I, I talk about this all the time, but instead, if I say, I'm really curious what the world looks like through her lenses. And that's why I love that you said it was learning also about the eight other types. Right. And so it's like, yeah, it's great to learn about me, but also like, Oh, wow. I didn't realize that other people saw the world or didn't see the world this way. So yeah. Yeah. That's what, I mean, I, I just found the, I think 
it, at some point when I was learning about it, it was like, you know how there's like, you know, you can do personality type, you can do different tests or whatnot. And especially I'm going to say, let's say it's personality. I always think of it like personality feels like it's a hat I put on for the day. Mm -hmm. It's maybe the hat or the mask or whatever that I wear when I'm at work versus when I'm with family. Whereas I always, I really like the Enneagram when I started learning more because it was like, well, this is more kind of internal, like what motivates you? Yes. And there's again, like only, only nine of them that I kind of had to remember and they kind of go with a different persona. So that helps my visual brain. Right. I kind right. of, and so, yeah, not only I'm a two, I should probably say I'm right. a two. So I'm the helper empathy. So I tend to see from other people's lenses in general. I will right. say it was interesting because my, I made my husband <laughs> read my, <laughs> you know, and I That's read awesome. his and that was helpful, but it was really interesting when he read my, the all about twos for us. And he's a seven. So he's the mm -hmm. fun he just wants to have fun. Yeah. Um, he read my section. He was just like, this is what you think about all the time. Like, this is how you're seeing. Right. It was truly like a light bulb moment. And right. so agreed. That's why I love this Enneagram tool that it just gives you that, like, what lens are they seeing right. from? So can you share then like, yeah, how do you go deeper beyond that? Right. So like you could, anyone, you could take a test. Mm-hmm. Yep, on your type. And as you mentioned, there there might be different ways you kind of go down that rabbit hole of learning more about your type, maybe types of those and others around you. Can you share more about how you use this in, in your work? Right, absolutely. I I think to the test, I love that you, like people can't see what you visually did when you were just talking, but you talked about how the Enneagram gets to the core of what motivates us. And Literally, if you cannot agree with the core motivation of a type, then that's not your type. And so uh, you identify yourself as a type two. So, and you even said the helper. When I work with women, especially, so, and I, I think a lot of your podcast listeners are probably women. You've mentioned, yeah. you know, yes. a lot of women identify as being helpers. So often, this is why I don't only rely on a test, women type as a two because they're in the role of a mother or a teacher or a healthcare provider or whatever that is. And that's why when you said what motivates us, it's not that we're not all helpers. It's we are right. motivated to help for different reasons. And yes. so uh -huh. that's what I do in the remainder of a session. You know, we, we can start with uh, a test result. People love like that deeper dive that like, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. So I call it a discovery session. Cause I think it's, all about discovering, like, why do we, I really start with, why do we tell the stories that we tell? And when, so some clients just come to me and we do a discovery session and that's really getting to the bottom of like, maybe what your type is. We can, we can usually narrow it down to either one, two or three types using the test and spending about an hour to an hour and a half together. Yeah. But we don't do that by just looking at the test results. We do that by saying, okay, so what were you like as a kid? You know, what do people, what do people say about you? What, what yeah. about, what do you think motivated you as a high schooler or when you were in your twenties and you started to kind of be on your own? And then what stories, when I teach as a group, my favorite question to start with is write down the stories that you hold and whether they're true or not now. And so a lot of people write things like, I uh, work first, then play. Uh, like that's a story that plays in our head. So whether it's conscious at all times, right? It can yep. be in our subconscious. Yep. It's, I don't play until all the work is done. 
or good girls get straight A's or, you know, we can all come up with hundreds of stories. We learned from our upbringing and some of those stories served us then some of them kept us safe. And sometimes we forget to stop carrying the ones that we don't need anymore. And so that's where we get to that, like taking off the hat, that core that you were talking about. And that's what I love to do with clients. And so it's okay. Um, I was just talking with a client who is a two the other day, and we talked about, uh, I love the analogy of a bookshelf and putting the stories that we don't need anymore Mm -hmm. up at the top and writing, writing on the binding like what that story is. So I'm not worthy might be the story and it goes up there. So when you reach to grab it, you actually like visually realize that you're grabbing the story that says I'm not worthy. Yeah. And then instead writing a new story and um, it's it's funny. Ian Cron's other book is called the story of you. And I love that he talks so much about that story concept too, because it's, um, we, we all can be the, the narrator of our new story and we can choose to be, you know, the victim of that story. We can choose to be the hero. This We, yes. we get to choose once we're adults how to rewrite that story. Um, and it's not that act one goes away. That, that part of the story doesn't go it's away. It's still there. It's part of who we are. Yeah. Um, but we still have this access. And so that's how I use the Enneagram. The, because the cool thing is I don't just say like, hey, Maria, you're a, you're a two. That's yeah. the box you're in. Yep, but what we, what, <laughs> what we then know for people who, who can kind of picture the diagram and the Enneagram with one through nine around it is that yes. when you are stressed out, you have a tendency to take on characteristics of type eight. That does not mean that type eight is, is bad. And then type four, which is your growth number is good. Type eight is that net that catches you. Like imagine being a tightrope walk, walker and you know, you fall and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that thing again that I do when I get stressed out. And that's when you're like, what tool do I need then? Or how do I need to tell myself that story to get me back up to two? Or even for a two, type eight can help them to set a boundary if they're in a bad place because they've said yes to too much, right? So there are lots of ways that you can use the Enneagram as this kind of um, light to shine on why you do what you do. And doing it with curiosity, you know, Hey, what am I doing that thing again? I always do that when I get stressed out. Right. (laughs) And I love how a couple pieces that I really love from that one, I I'm again, I'm a visual person. So I love this analogy of like, you know, no matter what you are and the stories that we tell ourselves, if you're, you're growing, we can still notice when that old story comes up, but be like, Oh, that's because I, that old book drops down from the shelf. Yep. It acknowledge it. And then we can put it back and pick up, you know, that new story. So I I love that, that visual concept that you just shared too. And also, again, for those who have not taken a deeper dive into Enneagram, like, for example, I've had people who say, well, you know, it says I'm a two or we'll say two, because I know that number better. But like, but I really sometimes like when I'm really mad, I feel like I really resonate with an eight. And that's where people don't understand, you know, it's really cool. The Enneagram to me is like a really interesting tool that goes beyond just, well, you're a two, because if you've ever looked at a diagram and I'll have some pictures down in the show notes, but, um, there's arrows and those arrows, that's what you're referring to. It tells you where do you yep. t- go in times of stress versus where do you tend to go in times of growth? So I think that's why people will sometimes say like, well, I think I'm just like all of the numbers or a few, right. and like, well, you're probably a number. And then 
you know, in times of growth or shrink, you're, you're pulling in other qualities or characteristics. So it's a really neat tool to do that. But obviously, yeah, it takes like some information (laughs) to know where you go and all of that. And another thing I love uh, in terms of what you're saying is, you know, you've got the three, three triads. So two, your type falls within the heart triad. So two, three, and four are heart five, six, and seven are head and eight, nine, and one are gut. When you think about it, we're all a whole person, right? So you don't only use your heart because you're a two, you use your heart first. So I also really love thinking of, okay, when I'm, when I'm in my head, like I have to make a decision. I lean towards six. That doesn't make me a six. It just means that's where my strength is. Right. Ah. And so um, two is actually, you know, if we're talking about tests, you'll laugh when I say this, my tri-type, which is your highest number in each of the three triads. So in the gut triad, I lead with one in the heart. I lead with two and in the head, I lead with six. And so I, I score like 99% in one, 98% in two and 96% in six. So my, my results are very clear and very much match up with who I am. (laughs) Other people aren't always like so straightforward, but it can be helpful to know. Cause some days I'm like, man, I think I'm a six. And I think that's where people get caught up. And it's like, no, I'm really in my head today. Yeah. That's why I feel very six ish today. Doesn't mean I'm a six or became a six. It's your type is your type. I'm a one, but it's yep. good to know the whole thing, all nine numbers, because then you can see it holistically. Agreed. Oh, I love that. I love that. Again. So we've hit on this a couple different ways, but you know, if you're going to do the Enneagram and I, I'll be curious, but again, we'll be adding different resources in the show notes. If there's a certain test that you do recommend that people take, but okay. what I will say is like, you know, you can take a free or a, maybe a more like standardized Enneagram version, but I think a point we're really trying to make is yes, you know, do that, doing that deeper dive on yourself and that number can be helpful. However, there's so much more to it than just your number. So just making sure you're honestly like reading and learning about all the types, whether that's to help you understand your loved ones and people around you, or just understand yourself and how you might show up as other numbers, knowing that yes, theoretically, there is kind of that core, core number that we all have and resonate with. Right. the test is just so much more that go beyond the surface layer. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I can put, you know, when we're talking about the show notes, um, Dr. Jerome, he talks about more of a brain, brain based approach. That is hard to say. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, I love his analogy. Uh, when I did one of his courses, he talks about uh, your main type being a pilot and kind of the types the other types that you really go to a lot being your co-pilots. And so, uh, so I would say I pilot with one, but two is a very close co-pilot to me and six is probably in the cockpit quite a bit too, whether I want it to be there or not. (laughs) And then we can think of the others as kind of the flight attendants or the passengers. And so I always joke. So three, seven, and eight are kind of the more, um, the three more future oriented assertive numbers. I joke that somehow those numbers got locked in the bathroom when I was created. (laughs) And so I have to, but it's so good to know that because I can say, oh, when I'm in a meeting with a three, a seven or an eight, and they're really future focused and really confident and really driven and I can feel like I want to crawl under the table, but instead knowing the Enneagram, I can say, oh, this is just, they just approach this so differently from me. And 
they're not, even if they're using a strong, confident tone or a louder voice, they're not yelling at me. You know, I, I've always yeah. been this very like, oh, I'm being yelled. At. It's again, it's so strange to now know like, oh, that's just how more assertive types talk to each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, so true. And again, I love the other visual. <laughs> yes. Who's in, the, who's in the head pilot position? Who's co-piloting? It's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And yes, so we will, um, you've mentioned that name before, but we'll again, have some of these additional resources down yes. below. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious, but like how, so you mentioned you, you really just heard about this test in passing or, you know, kind of like work meeting, but I guess what was the point for you where you knew you wanted to do something more with this? How did you really then journey from a more like, and, and I know you said the flexibility and the pandemic and like timing wise it worked out, but you must right. have like some passion for it to really right. <laughs> doing this tool with others. <laughs> right. I, I think for me, uh, I'm, I'm the type of person that if something is really helping me, I, I want to share it. And so just knowing how much it opened my eyes on how people see the world, I kind of started talking to friends about it. And then I started talking to my mom about it. My mom's a two. Um, and I have a lot of twos in my life. Um, and so uh, and it just really, so she has 13 siblings and it was really cool. Um, the first time I practiced kind of my discovery interview, I did it with her and it was really cool to hear her stories from growing up with 13 siblings. Cause can you imagine how many wow. different enne Enneagram types were represented in her house? I can't <laughs> um, imagine. Yeah. And how, so cool. how you might end up being a two when you have that many siblings. Yeah. <laughs> All right? that would yeah. Make sense. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I just, the more I talked about it, the more I was like, I have to, I'm a learner. I'm like, a, I'm one of those people that just, I could be taking a course at all times if oh, yeah. I could afford it, you know, yes, yes. Um, or if I had I love time that for continuing it, ed, right? Like, oh yeah. yeah. And how oh, many courses ed. do it? Can I take? Right. Um, and so I just think that type ones, especially like we don't inherently have compassion for ourselves. Like I have a very strong inner critic. And if you're hearing this and you don't know your type and that resonates, you're probably a one, <laughs> um, <laughs> but learning the Enneagram gave me so much compassion because I was like, Oh, this isn't a thing that's wrong with me. It's, it's something that other people experience too. And it's part of how I was created and I can use it for good instead. And then why not help other people discover that too? Right. Yeah. Like why not, you know, we have so many tools as OTs in terms of self-management and helping people to meet their goals by, um, it's that whole analogy with the, the fish and the, uh, you know, teaching them how to fish sort of thing. And I was like, what if I can help other people grow in their lives by teaching them this tool? That's not as complex as it seems, you know, right. once you really start yep. to unravel your stories. And so I love just watching the ahas of people, um, in my life. And then I was like, I, I need to do this with other people. And I love to teach. I've, I have loved to teach for as long as I can remember. And so even on days, as you mentioned, the love hate with Instagram, even on days <laughs> where I'm like, why am I spending so long creating this content? And then someone messages me and it's like, that is exactly what I needed oh. to hear today. Or you helped me to understand myself better. Like that's worth it for me. Yes. And so I just think we, I mean, I could go on a TED talk soapbox about the world we're living in right now, but we desperately need curiosity. Yes. We desperately 
need to connect to each other in a curious way instead of a judgmental way. Yes. And, you know, it we're it, in the helping profession, so it can sound martyr-like, but I don't mean it to, like, even if I can help one pe- person figure that out, fantastic. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, I really like, I mean, like you said, I mean, the the times and even just with the, the pandemic, how I think some people, you know, just lost connection with people. And now we're trying to figure that out. What does connection and community look like now? And I think what I love about Enneagram, but also any self-awareness thing, and really why I wanted to highlight just ways to explore the self during this podcast series is that I think oftentimes, sometimes people will like run into community, they'll run to belonging, they'll run to people and other, but it, I've, what I, you know, you see it time and time again, is if people don't have self-awareness, mm-hmm. how they're showing up in community and together, it's so easy for people to either like a mesh with other people's energies. It's like, you don't need to take on their stuff. That's not your stuff, you know, or people, you know, end up bringing maybe just stuff they haven't healed and they kind of vomit that on others, you uh-huh. know, and I've seen a lot of that in the workplace, unfortunately. So oh, yes. I just feel like it's so key that like, yes, I know we all want to get to this spot, this space of loving relationships, healthy relationships, community with other, but like self-awareness and self-exploration is such a foundational key piece. You have to know thyself. <laughs> Right. You know, and how you operate with others, I think, to just even start building some of those healthy relationships. So yeah, I'm absolutely so grateful for the work that you do because I yeah, I found this tool to be super helpful. Yeah. And I do think it is so interesting that when you do become aware of how you show up, and again, I I I started to say this earlier. I think people have to be really careful when they start to learn about their type to not only see the negative aspects because people can, and you might like be able to share as a two, like the vice of a two is pride. And I know that sometimes two see that and it's like this shame. It's yeah. like, I'm not prideful. It's either a disagreeing with it or it's the shame of like, how is that my vice? And instead of seeing the virtue that's on the other side of that, you know, yes. and, yes. um, for, uh, the gut types, they might show up with anger, like, well, that's not me. Or they're, they feel resentful that that's how they are. And the head types fear might start to creep in, but instead being just like, I I mean, I say that word curious on repeat, but it is just so important to say like, you know, I've worked with type threes that are like, you know, I just don't have time for, you know, feeling and emotions and to sit down and talk about this. Like, rest is just not important to me, but then they'll crash and they'll be like, Oh crud. Like, you know? And so if you, if you start with that self piece, then again, you don't show up in this place where you're doing for everyone when it's not yours to do, or you're what, whatever that thing, that thing is the overhelping overdoing, we all tend to overdo our type. And if you only learn the Enneagram, like the little stereotypes, there are some accounts out there. I won't go there either, but I know know, stereotypes and all of that. Um, and then you start to make excuses based on your type, like, oh, I don't rest. I'm a three or I just help. I'm a two. Like, yep. I don't have, you know, oh, that's or, just who I am. like, oh, I just, I just play and I don't do work. I don't, I don't follow the rules. I'm a seven or I'm an eight or whatever. Yeah. It's, yes. it's so, it's so, that's in the not box. the point. And it's, <laughs> right. yeah, it's the exact opposite of the point. So, uh, I think it's really important. The deeper to, I would rather someone just never even take a test. Than to take a test and 
and, and think they, they've got it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So true. So true. So if you were, yeah. so I will say like, if you were, um, if you wanted to give a word of advice yeah. for a novice, someone who really has never dived into their Enneagram, can you share just any advice on where to start or how you would even start that journey? And yeah. I know we're also going to be sharing just again, how people can get to your website and even book a session as you have a code for the podcast listeners today. Um, but just, yeah, if they're just wondering, okay, like this is really awesome. Where would I even start or how would I go about this? Right. I, so I, I do think everyone's different. I have some people who just hop right in and they say, I want to do a discovery session. Like I don't yeah. want to meddle around with figuring this on my own. And I have some people who do that discovery. And like I mentioned, they say, I'm going to go read on my own. They're more of those like, okay, I just needed a boost and now I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Some people come back for four sessions or 10 sessions or what, cause they really want to figure it out in the That's presence awesome. of someone else. Like, you know, they want that guide. And yeah. I would say, I like the word teacher or guide better. You know, I, I do yeah. feel like I'm coaching, but I, I think guide for any room cause it should be self-discovery. So, yes. um, I'm not, I'm guiding you towards the right. And you know, you're a coach. I yes. want you to have those aha moments because when we, when we have them on our own in those moments of pause, it's so much better than when someone tells us like, you're this type. Like when I do a discovery like, session with someone, this, this. Yeah. Like, that's not I never, I would never say like, okay, Maria, we're at the end of our session. Like I've decided that you're a type two. Never. Like that's, um, so if someone is doing that for, for you or, and I had that happen to me from a mentor, they said like, and it's funny because I'm not a two, they said, you know, you're just such a two. Someone said that to me probably 10 years ago. And I was like, huh, I'm actually not a two. Um, and so I think that we have to be careful with, you know, typing other people. So all yeah. of that to be said, I think we you know, hopefully know ourselves well enough to say, I think I need a guide in this, which is why there are coaches and teachers out there. And totally. I love working one-on-one -on -one with people. I also work in groups sometimes. And so that's fun too. And I'm just getting ready to start, which once this airs, it will already have started just a pilot group for something I'm calling curiosity cohorts. And yeah. so I'm excited. That's for people who kind of already know their type and they're really wanted to grow in community. Um, yeah. And then there are a million books out there. So, you know, you ask for recommendations. I think people who are more of self-learners and they trust themselves to kind of read all nine types, that sort of thing. The test would honestly be my last recommendation. And if you do take a test, take okay. it to get your top three types and then go read about them. Yes. Don't, don't say I'm this um, because yeah. I still test as a two. Even like when I take, you asked about tests earlier. So the WEPS, W-E-P-S-S -S, is the one I was trained in. And then the READY, R-H-E-T-I is also another one that I use. Those are both standardized ones. Um, you know, I'm an OT with a research background. Yep. So standardization is, is important to me. Um, yes, no, that's helpful but, to know. Like some yeah, reputable tests. I still type as a two on the READY. So it's, my one is right up there, but I, I know after years of work that I do lead with type one. So yeah. again, that just goes to show that even someone who knows the tool can type in correctly. Right. And so you just have Absolutely. to be really careful. And so I really like how you said, yeah, almost like test could even be the last step 
just go read yes. get curious like maybe yeah go to one of the resources and just like start reading about the different types from a from a legitimate trustable source yeah. um just seeing where you even resonate with and then you could always do a test just to kind of see what are those top three and are the, is that vibing then and um and then yeah. absolutely then even booking a discovery session because and also like I love your page which I'm kind of, is it any a bloom at any Enya blooms any a blooms and I'll have that yes. below but yes mm-hmm. I do love your page it was such a helpful resource and I can just tell Beth it's like very well thought out content right it doesn't just feel like you're just trying to stereotype all the types or things like that and actually I really love in your Instagram stories I love when you share things like either either sometimes you'll do something funny like tell me if you're a two and what you do do that really resonates with the two or that doesn't because right. I really think your page on Instagram also just helped me realize like yeah sure like people aren't just stereotypes like, right. like there's so much more and you make space for those conversations on your page and I love that oh thank you I I love to debunk a myth you know that's why I and that's why I share being a type one people have this like this vision of oh you're supposed to be perfect I hate I actually don't resonate with that word anymore I hate that like the yeah. one is called the perfectionist yeah and that's why I share things like if you were in my stories today I don't know what day of dry shampoo I'm on baby four, like that is not stereotypical one. Um, if I showed you my thing, you know, you guys can't see me, but Maria can't like on the other side of the screen, like it is full of dishes. Like, you know, type one, if, when we start to put people in box and say a type one has clean hair in a clean house, like, well, then I'm not a type one, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, it just, it goes so much further beyond that. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can you share, um, just, yeah, how people best way, again, we already kind of alluded to it, but best way for people to get in touch with you and how they can seek you out. Yes, absolutely. So at Ennea Blooms, and it's the beginning of Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A, and then Blooms. And so my business name is Bloom Where You're Planted, um, which is a whole other story for another day, but um, Bloom Where You're Planted, Sensi, because I'm in Cincinnati, is my website, and I can send that full thing to Maria so she can put yes, in the pop we'll have in the notes. The um, these, the lovely part about creating a website is that, you know, of course, just bloom or bloom where you're planted was taken. So we had yes. to add all the words. Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. my, my email is bloom with Beth Sensi at Gmail. Um, and so I can, I can send all of those and they can be linked in the notes. And so those are the best ways to find me. And I do a free 15 minute consult, just if people want to say, Hey, are we a good fit or yeah. is, is an Enneagram session a good thing for me? Because it is, it, it, it costs money and it, you want it to be a good fit. You know, we, I've done coach coaches have coaches. So I've Absolutely. done a lot of coaching and if my coaches weren't good fits, I wouldn't, that's not something, you know, agreed. No, so, yeah. I, I love that. And I agree. I think like one, it's always just making sure there's a good fit. And also just that, like, that the person's ready to maybe like hear and learn that information. Right. I think yes. like depending on seasons and stages of life, it's like, you know, if you're not in a space where you're ready to do that deeper dive or you want to go deep with yourself, you don't have to do it right now either. Right. But I think many people are kind of hungry for this kind of stuff right now. Oh, like that's agreed. 
what's so exciting is that it can kind of, I mean, people can basically do self-exploration in so many different ways and avenues. So if you're listening to this and you're getting curious about Enneagram and you want to dive deeper, I will have in the show notes below just how to get in touch with Beth. Um, I highly recommend her Instagram page. And Beth, thank you so much for being on and just sharing more about the Enneagram as a tool with us. Um, Are there any other takeaways that you want to share? Otherwise, thank you so much. I think, I think we covered it. I mean, you and I could talk about this all day probably, but I think we covered it. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I'm always telling people again, like I, the point of the beyond the mind series in season two is just to go into all these different ways that one can get to know self, but I'm excited to be able to just do deeper dives. I guess if we want to go more into how do we do some of this stuff with relationships or how do we show up, you know, anyways, I think because there's so many different ways we can take this conversation, I'm excited to do some of those deeper ones. So Beth, you might be hearing from me. (laughs) I would love it. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thank you, Beth. Right, all right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that you're here and that you found this podcast. I hope you found the content and information helpful. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and leave me a review and hit subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. Have an awesome day, my friend.